We have a special guest on the Riabu podcast today. He is Clemens Filippi, who heads the Southeast Asia operations at Eula Hermes, the trade credit insurance company. Hi, Clemens. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Simon. Great to have you with us. And, and Simon Littlewood and I are absolutely thrilled that uh, Eula Hermes is supporting Riabu, and in particular, the, the ways that we're looking to help SMEs to overcome the current cash crunch. Thank you, Mark. And thanks again for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you and Simon about trade credit insurance, which is from my perspective, and I've worked 20 plus years in the insurance industry, one of the most underpenetrated products in the region, but one of the most high value adding products to the business community in Singapore, in the growth market, and especially to SMEs. So I estimate based on some research I've done recently, maybe 700 to 1,000 companies in Singapore would be purchasing the trade credit insurance product, which is in the lower single-digit percentage of companies that could actually avail themselves to this product. Whereas if we look at the mature markets like Europe, like the US, where the product has been around for 130 years, it went through the great world wars to help economies restart at that time. It went to the through the oil shocks in the 70s. It went through um, the great uh, financial crisis very robustly 10, 12 years ago. So there is much more experience there and um, companies in these countries are buying this at a multiple of 10 to 20 times compared to Singapore or compared to ASEAN. So under penetration, I was right. really referring to Singapore, to Indonesia, Malaysia, et cetera, where my teams are working here to promote the product, to educate, and the product is not like a general insurance product um, mandatory by the authorities. It's different from a property insurance that you have to buy as a corporate or as a, as a um, commercial um, company. It's different from a liability insurance. It's a very exciting, high value adding, forward looking product. And that I worked all my life in the general insurance side, working on, on cyber insurance, proper insurance, life insurance, uh, marine insurance. Um, but the trade credit world that I joined two, two years ago is very exciting in terms of value adding, allowing companies to trade with confidence and ultimately supporting the economies of these respective countries. In our case, it's Singapore. And if you look what's happening at the moment around the world, governments have realized the importance of trade credit insurance there are articles out there which report over the last weeks um, repeatedly that governments, starting with France, followed by Germany, followed by Belgium, in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, have approached and worked with the trade credit insurance market to come up with some government-backed trade credit insurance schemes, which give a guarantee to the trade credit insurers to entice them to keep up a higher, more um, or positive approach to trade credit limits and avail these to our policyholders so they keep trading with their buyers on open credit terms and allow the, uh, the trading to go on in these troubled times. Because the natural reaction of yes. trade credit insurers in these times is to reduce capacity on sectors, on buyers, um, with government support. This is being maintained at a pre-COVID level and therefore allows 
to overcome the crisis and support the economies in the post-crisis recovery period as well. Right. So, well, let's let's go through that education process then a little. And for those people, particularly in our region, Singapore, uh, you mentioned Indonesia, other parts of Southeast Asia, um, maybe you could just take us through step by step of what actually happens. Um, so, let's say you're you're looking to supply your products or services to to somebody in um, let's say North Asia, and so what what are the steps that they have to go through, and what are the benefits of doing so? Well, let me start with a simple description of what is a trade regulation. And I'd like to describe it as a very non-conventional and forward-looking predictive insurance product for business-to-business transactions. Um, I call it non-conventional in contrast and comparison to the commercial insurance I mentioned earlier, property liability. Um, the exposure for trade credit insurance is derived from our policyholders via portfolio and the probability of these buyers not to fulfill payment obligations within a certain amount of time. On the other side, on property and liability insurance, the exposure for the insurer arises from the policyholders' internal parameters, such as housekeeping guidelines for the factories or manufacturing standards for the products. Now, if you are a company which is trading from Singapore with Indonesia, Malaysia, Thailand, and you want to open up new sales contracts with companies for the first time. Your salespeople have identified good targets and have um, been prospecting there, there's interest. But before opening these contracts, your potential buyer might say, in order to support our buyer company's cash flow, we would like to have a 90 days open credit term in our contract. You bring as a salesperson this to your CFO in the Singaporean company. The CFO says, I don't know this Indonesian buyer. I don't know if they will be able to pay after we deliver the goods within 90 days. You have to bring me cash on delivery. Otherwise, I will not agree to signing the contract. Now, as a salesperson, if you come to Yula Hermes and say, here's my portfolio of new buyers that I would like to start dealing with, we will be assessing on your behalf the credit worthiness of these buyers and then give you a feedback and ultimately ensure for you and your CFO for the whole company that these buyers will be paying within the credit terms. And if they fail to do so, we will be collecting on your behalf and we will be ultimately indemnifying you if the collection process is not successful. So given the fact that you're you're then able to take your invoice, let's say, to Eula Hermes, do you then... Uh, pay it all out at the first sign of trouble or what sort of steps do you need to go through as a as a supplier in order to get a payout on this insurance policy so if you as a supplier fear and notice that after the payment due date there has no payment been received there is a 30 days grace period during which you as the supplier can keep chasing the buyer because very often um, someone in the admin department of your buyer went on holidays or broke their leg or got married and is unable to execute. I mean, with COVID at the moment, we have MCOs, movement control orders in place in various countries. So people cannot get into the office and execute or get paperwork done. So there's a, a certain wait, waiting period where the supplier can chase. Very often this is in the interest of the supplier because they believe that the buyers act in good faith and will be paying and they don't want to upset the relationship by including 
immediately Euler Hermes collection services as a third party to talk to the buyer. What happens next after this grace period, we will be involved with the supplier to talk to the buyer. We will say, what's your problem? Is there a cash flow issue? Can you um, establish a repayment plan to which we all agree? And if this is established, we will just follow through and make sure the payment is executed. If, however, within a certain amount of time, the payment is not executed, we will, on the one hand, indemnify the supplier to the credit limit that was granted and will, as Euler Hermes individually, keep pursuing to recover the money for our own account. In the first place, the supplier has been put in a position where they were before the non-payment uh, happened. So they will get paid from us and we will pursue the buyer. A quicker version of this is, of course, if there is an insolvency registered with a code court in Indonesia or Malaysia, we get notice, we will pay immediately. There's no waiting period, there's no collection services because the company is clearly unable to continue um, producing and, and paying back the supplier. So these are the two options. Option one was protect the default, where we engage in a waiting period collection activities. If these fail, we indemnify in case of insolvency, we indemnify the policyholder, the supplier immediately. Clemens, that's that's really interesting. I um, so, so I'm, in essence, for for companies that are very worried about what's going to happen over the next few months, you essentially provide a backstop. You can ensure through the insurance product that you offer that one way or another they will get paid, even if their customers encounter difficulties. Yes, I think you are fully right in your judgment. What I would like to emphasize, there's much more around this product than the pure indemnification piece. And that's why I said earlier, it's a predicted, predictive forward-looking product. So let me take you through the four key elements of the trade credit insurance product, which I feel makes it unique. And I am very excited about this product and in difference also to the traditional general insurance product. So the first element is really a consultative assessment for the supplier, for our potential policyholder. When they approach us, we will do a free assessment of their buyer portfolio before they enter into a policy with us. And we will go through the list of buyers. We have, as Euler Hermes, a set of 60 million proprietary data, 60 million financial statements of companies around the world, on basis of which we can, with high likelihood, assess many of the companies that will be brought to us for assessment. Because we have seen these companies, either they are our policyholders or they are insured on behalf of our policyholders, and we have been following them for many years. So the first step is that we assess the buyer portfolio where the company wants to start trading with on open credit terms. The second step is once the policy is concluded between the supplier and Euler Hermes as the insurer, we have throughout the policy year, throughout the policy period, continuous monitoring services on behalf of the supplier. And we inform the policyholder, we inform the supplier of any changes to any of these individual buyers in the portfolio, which can affect the creditworthiness of this buyer over the next 12 months. So let's take the example of pre-COVID. A company in the aviation area was very highly 
rated in our grading system. Of course, COVID has completely changed and turned around the situation. And we need to give a warning to our policyholder that the credit worthiness under the circumstances is um, very different under COVID and that we would be as prudent insurer advising to reduce the credit limit awarded to this buyer and that we would be um, you know, managing and de-risking together with the supplier the exposure to this specific company. And I took just, and that was from the first um, days of COVID, I was, took, I was taking the aviation industry, but as COVID continues, all sectors, almost all sectors, unless you are producing at the moment hand sanitizers and um, face masks, all sectors, uh, entertainment followed, um, automotive production, et cetera, et cetera, uh, have, have taken a hit. And we are very active in, in this regard at the moment. And of course, beforehand with trade wars, with um, Hong Kong unrest, we are very active in informing our policyholders throughout the policy year in the second step, what their buyer portfolio is looking like and where we can also sometimes increase credit limits because the company is doing better and where we get warning signs that we should reduce capacity. The third element is the earlier mentioned debt collection services, which we offer to the policyholders. Euler Hermes is globally seen the market leader in the trade credit space and we have a market share of 36%. Usually, I don't like to say big is beautiful, but in the case of debt collection, it's very, very helpful. Um, the bigger you are as a debt collector, the higher is your chances that on behalf of the supplier, on behalf of your policyholder, you will be successful asking the defaulting buyer to make the payments on preferred basis. The reason is very often that not only one supplier is insured by us, but many suppliers going to this defaulting buyer with their products and waiting for the invoices to be paid by bundling the negotiation power for several suppliers. We are, of course, as Euler Hermes, in a much better position to negotiate with the defaulting buyer than if you go individually and try to negotiate. This is the third point the third element of the product. Last but not least, and that's what you referred to, Simon, is the indemnification part. Okay. When everything goes wrong, we are here as insurer, and that's really also the litmus test. That's why it's called insurance. We have to indemnify. And here, the last point I want to make is, we are very proud as Euler Hermes under, under COVID. If you look at peers of ours in the trade credit insurance space, they have seen downgrades in the last weeks and months by the rating agencies because everyone can foresee that losses, payment of indemnification will increase and affect the balance sheet of trade credit insurers. However, Euler Hermes has been the only insurer where the um, rating of the rating agencies was maintained. And this is, of course, in connection with our incredibly strong parent company, which is the Allianz Group. So we are AA rated, which is, of course, the security, um, sleep well, assurance for the CFO that we will be there to pay bad debt in case anything goes wrong. Okay. 
um, Clemens, that's 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 really fascinating. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something very nice, and then I'm going to ask you a tricky question. Okay. Um, one one thing as an analyst and a you writer, always do this, Simon. <laughs> please don't please don't upset our guests. Okay. Uh, I won't. But I you know one thing I love about you, Hermes, is the quality of your data. You referred earlier, Clemens, to the. Uh, team, the economics team that you have. Um, I regularly do webinars on on risk and receivables, and I quite frequently, uh, shamelessly plagiarise data from Eula Hermes because you are particularly close to what's going on um, both at government level and at individual sector level in terms of who's paying what. Now, um, the report that uh, Mark, uh, Mark alluded to at the beginning of the meeting suggests that corporate insolvencies had already gone up by 20% uh, in February. So I'm guessing that we're now, where are we now? It's the 19th of May. I'm guessing that they're going to go up or are going up significantly more than that. Are you seeing this firstly? And secondly, does this mean that you're going to have to step back and reduce your level of exposure in in uh, in uh, Southeast Asia in particular, Clemens? Uh, thank you for the, for the compliment and very pleased that you're using our data for your educational um, purposes with your clients. Um, the question 20% year-on-year increase on insolvencies at the beginning of the year, um, absolutely right. You found this in our reports and absolutely right. We expect more to come. I alluded earlier that in North Asia, we see already protect default in insolvencies to rise strongly. Um, we expect the same for ASEAN, but you also have to look to the US, I mean, which is, of course, the main export market for all of APEC. Um, the number of ins insolvencies will rise there you see the unemployment numbers, clearly there is a huge drop in demand coming from COVID and um, there we will see continuous increase on insolvencies. Now the question which you thought is uh, tricky to me, but actually it's a very fair question and it's actually also very easy to answer because as I tried to say earlier, also in connection with the government support schemes that we are seeing being implemented in Europe, for instance, the trade credit insurance product is a 130 years old product and it bases itself on a very simple principle that throughout the policy year, the trade credit insurer is free or allowed and even obliged to give active advice to our policyholders about the credit worthiness of the buyers. And if we see that certain sectors I mentioned earlier, starting with uh, aviation under COVID, then going to hospitality, then going to other sectors, penetrating the whole supply chain there. If we see that certain buyers are not able to be rated where we saw them before COVID, then we will be advising the trade credit um, policyholder, trade credit insurance policyholder, and of course, we will be withdrawing capacity because this is the principle. We need to help the clients to navigate the crisis. And this means also to shift de-risk and reduce capacity. On a global level, it's, I'm sure you've seen this in some of our publications as well. On a global level, Eula Hermes is ensuring exposures from receivables up to 1 trillion, that was pre-COVID, up to 1 trillion euros of receivables we are insuring. And of course, this is a huge exposure that's closely watched by our parent company, the Allianz Group, but more importantly, also by the regulator in Europe. How do we manage 
crisis like COVID or the great financial crisis, the Lehman shock, how do we manage this? Are we able to reduce the exposure in the right way to still be solvent, to still be there to pay in indemnification um, cases for our policyholders? That's why we are reducing capacity, of course, in relation to the gravity of the crisis and in relation how we see the buyers of our policy orders being affected. Okay, Clemens, uh, one of the reasons. One final we... question. Um, uh, okay, it's it's Simon who wants to jump in. I knew this was <laughs> going to happen. Go on, Simon. Go on. So, Clemens, the, the reason that we met uh, some time ago, and I'm very glad that we did, was because we have a shared interest or a shared rec mutual recognition, I suppose, Riabu, Ula Hermes, that SMEs are particularly important to economic success in Southeast Asia and indeed globally. About two-thirds of jobs in Singapore are provided by SMEs. Um, what SMEs are very worried right now, a lot of them are really struggling with cash flow. What can Ula Hermes say to them and what can you offer them? I believe we are in, in Singapore for 20 years now to exactly do what Riyabu is doing as well, support MSEs, support the backbone of the economy. If you look at a portfolio of Euler Hermes in the so-called mature market, so those markets in Europe which had 130 years of trade credit insurance, the backbone of our business there, the backbone of portfolio of policyholders are SME companies. In Singapore, if I look at my portfolio in Euler Hermes at the moment, it's quite mixed. And we clearly want to further penetrate. I mentioned it earlier on, we are at the lower single digit space in percentage for, for penetration rates here in Singapore. We clearly focus a lot of our activities on working with SMEs, on explaining the product, on making sure that SMEs in Singapore can use our product to A, protect themselves in crisis times, but also use it much more importantly as a tool to grow to grow in a protected manner and confidently with markets like Indonesia, Malaysia, uh, Thailand, globally, the United States. So I would say even so, you are under um, the impact of COVID at the moment. Please study the trade credit insurance product. Please look at the experience that Euler Hermes has, the global reach, the AA rating. We are here to protect you, but we are also here to consult you and help you navigate the crisis. And if it sometimes means that we tell you as an SME, this and this and this buyer is possibly going to default or not be able to pay on invoices within the next 90 days, then this is also a consultative, free consulting aspect of the product. So actively, please look at the trade credit insurance product. And at this point, Simon, very worth mentioning that the Singapore government has already many years ago realized the importance that trade credit insurance could have in the Singapore market. And there is an activity, an initiative by the government to push this with SMEs in Singapore and actively subsidize premium payments for SMEs which enter into a trade credit insurance product for their own purposes. So I would, my message is very simple to SMEs, COVID or non-COVID in Singapore, the product is there your global competitors in the mature markets are using this for their advantage to grow and protect themselves. Singaporean SMEs should really look into using this strategic tool to boost 
their strength in the balance sheet for their protection, but also as the as a growth tool for their for their sales. Mm -hmm. So just finally, then a lot of the SMEs would be perhaps more accustomed to invoice factoring and uh, those you know places where you can sell your invoices in exchange for well, what is it now? 85%, 90% of the invoice value, you get the money straight away. Um, that seems to have uh, have taken a bit of a foothold, Clements. Can you reflect on uh, on that as an alternative? That is trade credit insurance as an alternative to those uh, in, uh, invoice uh, factoring, uh, invoice exchanges, uh, and perhaps also reflect on uh, what sort of company you ought to be to find credit insurance uh, interesting, and perhaps at the same time, what sort of company might this not be for? Let me think about the last point question a little bit deeper. Not really sure there is a, a standard answer to this, but let's start with the, the factoring. Um, factoring, and it's I'm sharing here an open secret, banks are also Euler Hermes clients in trade credit insurance. So banks are bringing their portfolio from factoring contracts with individual suppliers to us to get them trade credit insured. So ultimately, many SMEs might be insured by Eula Hermes, but they don't know it. It's through a banking contract. When I mentioned earlier, motivation for SMEs or companies to enter into a contract with Eula Hermes is driven usually by two sides. One is the CFO, who wants to have peace of mind, sleep well, he wants to know their receivables are insured. And very often in companies, up to 30, 30, 30 to 40% of the assets are receivables, which are normally uninsured, whereas buildings, inventories, etc., are insured in general insurance. So the CFO is the one person, the one stakeholder, which comes to Euler Hermes to get the assets, the receivables insured. The second person I mentioned earlier is the salesperson who has a drive to penetrate into new markets, but he needs to convince the CFO to give the sign-off on the sales contract with open sales terms. The third stakeholder who comes to us or is a motivating factor for SMEs and other companies to us to, to approach us is the financing. So if you can show to a bank as an SME, you have a trade credit policy in place for your receivables with Euler Hermes, which is double A rated, you will get a much more attractive or you will get much more interest from the bank to offer you a factoring agreement because it shows you are confident about your receivables that you're going to be factoring and you are doing the right measures in exchange with the global leading trade credit insurer to secure these receivables. So three motivations, CFO, salesperson, and then ultimately the CFO looking for cash flow enhancement by financing, by factoring, who are the people to approach us? And the last point, just to repeat, very often banks, I think we work with almost all banks in Singapore in some so-called master agreements, banks bring their receivables, their factoring agreements to us to insure them as well. I've learned so much in this uh, in this podcast so far, Simon. Any final questions for Clements? No, I think uh, these are exciting times, and um, I um, particularly appreciate the time that you spent um, with us on this. As you know, 
Riabu is very concerned with the success and the health of, of SMEs and the Singapore economy. Um, I'm delighted that we're able to work together and um, look forward to talking further. Thank you. Yes, in, in closing, just let me congratulate Riabu and thank you for the efforts you're making around Singaporean SMEs. And let me get once again my key message out. Trade credit insurance by Euler Hermes is one of the most underpenetrated products in Singapore, but one of the most high value bringing, high value adding products for the business community. And we are here together with Siabu, with, with many other partners to educate SMEs about the benefits of the product to come to the level where it is being used in the mature markets like Germany, France, etc., where the peers, the competitors of the SMEs are sitting, competing for global market share using trade credit insurance. We want with Diabu to bring our product further and further to SMEs in Singapore. And I'm highly excited about this interview today and working with you in the future. Fabulous. And so we, Clements, thank you again for your partnership and support. And to find out more about uh, Eula Hermes, or perhaps even to take the first step to figure out how you can uh, make sure that your trade receivables are similarly protected, you can go to riabu.com and uh, complete the form on the website. In the meantime, Clements Filippi, the Southeast Asia Chief of uh, Eula Hermes, thank you for joining us. And you also heard from Simon Littlewood, as always, sometimes even by interruption. It's okay, Simon. We'll forgive you for that. If you want more information, go to service or email us at service at riabu.com.